This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're celebrating, obviously, uh, the first what I like to call the mile markers, the signpost that a football season is on the horizon. There are several of these, at, at, of course, close by the start of the season. You have the, the preseason scrimmages, the backing it forward from there, the practices, backing it store forward from that, the high school coaching school, which happens in Houston next month, still moving it uh, back for uh, closer to the current time, Big 12 football media days, which when I come straight off vacation, I'll go straight to Arlington for those. But the first of those mile markers, the first of those signposts, is the release of the Bible of football in the state of Texas. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, which hits newsstands in June, and uh, always, thanks to uh, our, our next guest, uh, fearless leader, the great Adam Hockfelder, who uh, has uh, seen to it that we're able to give away copies of the magazine every year on this on this program, and we will. We're going to give away a copy this hour. We're going to do one on the program every day up into the month of August. We'll give away more copies online at hornfm.com. But even if you don't win a copy, obviously you can order a copy online at texasfootball.com. You can get the uh, the great subscription there, and you can also read the fine work of the the uh, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, who joins us for the first of or what are going to be some uh, regular conversations, certainly weekly when we get into football. He's Greg Tepper, joins us right now on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Also uh, co-host along with Aaron Hardigan and yours truly on High School Scoreboard Live on Valley Sports Southwest. Tep, how's your summer going? Well, it's, uh, it's you, you clawed me back from vacation because we, you know, we, we we send the magazine off the press around Memorial Day, right before Memorial Day. We we finish the magazine, uh, we we dust things off, and then really there's this there's this there's this real sweet spot of about three weeks between the end of magazine season and where we're going today, which is where the Dave Campbell Sex Football Crew is loading up ahead to College Station for the State 7-on-7 seven seven tournament, where it is kind of abandoned ship around here because we've all been working underground, uh, trying to put together this 400-page beast, uh, and then we have three weeks of air before it's right back into football uh, with 7-on-7 seven seven and then coaching school and then the season's here before you know it. So uh, I'm back from vacation. Uh, I've, I've reacquainted myself with my kids. Uh, they remember who I am now, which is great. Uh, they have not asked me yet to go on the It's a Small World uh, uh, ride yet, the torture device. But uh, I do know that Hank, who is now four and a half, is, is aware of the Disney castle, and he knows that it exists. So it does feel like it's a matter of time before I'm thrust into that uh, that uh, Chinese water torture machine. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming for you, Tep. There's there's no wow. doubt about it. Jeff Howell's having to navigate all that right now. Uh, so yeah, it's only mm-hmm. now. When you did your vacation pretty recently, didn't didn't you and Jen go to wine country? Did you take the kids? I did no, 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 no. I'm not going on vacation with my kids. Come on. Uh, no, it was a, that was a 
that was actually that was a, a, a delayed uh, anniversary trip. We were supposed to go last year, and then one of our kids, uh, I won't say who, but it rhymes with uh, Lank, uh-huh. uh, decided to catch COVID right before we got on the plane. So uh, we were so this was a an eleven month delayed tenth uh, anniversary trip uh, for us. So we went out to, to wine country, and uh, I pretended to I, I cosplayed as a, as a rich person for a couple of days. It was fun. See what it also bought you was at least a few months of Jen putting up with your chronic absenteeism and, and uh, workaholicism, uh, uh, workaholism, I guess you might say, on what's about to come. Because you are at the advent. Uh, we're at the tip of the iceberg getting ready for uh, the start of this, this new deal with you and the crew. Yeah, it is. It really is right right into it. Uh, you know, football season comes comes fast around here in, in the state of Texas because, uh, you know, we are so hungry. I've, I've said before that this magazine, you know, it's a 400-page beast covering now more than 1,500 high schools, 47 college teams. This magazine literally could not exist anywhere else, and it's because of the appetite of football fans in the state. You know, they're, they're, they're wild about it. They're, they're, they, they, they crave it. And so uh, that's what makes our job so much fun. Uh, it also what makes it so much work because it is that the breadth of coverage is so wide. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's storylines everywhere you look at the college ranks, the high school ranks, uh, ev- everywhere you look, it's, it, it makes for a fun job a tiring job, an exhausting job, a job that you have to uh, uh, maybe uh, negotiate with your wife that if we go to wine country for a week, then maybe I can go to a football game on a Thursday night in Amarillo. Those types of uh, the transactions get made. The way, you know, the transaction wire uh, goes a little haywire there in the fall, but uh, but that's that's why we do it. We, we do it because, of the, because the people out in the state of Texas demand it. Uh, I, I got to ask you this. Uh, back in the days when, uh, and it wasn't that long ago, uh, 15, 20 years ago, I'd say, when uh, college sports information departments were involved in an arms race with regard to media guides, you would you would see all these really big, thick media guides uh, coming out. I remember your alma mater, the University of Missouri, one year topped the Big 12 with the largest media guide. It was like 609 pages, which is crazy. And, and Wired out in Texas, of course, had a big thick one in A&M, and they, they had all this going on. And then the NCAA stepped in and said, no, I think 208 pages, that, that's the number they arrived at, was the most you could do. And now most of the material is online anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Is it a conscious effort to cap the magazine annually at 400, or is it, I mean, is it policy? Is it just the way it's worked out? Uh, because it comes out at 400 pages on the button just about every year. So I, I'm, I'm beginning to think, I guess, that you guys say, hey, whether we're done or not, we're done when we hit 400 pages. Well, what an interesting question. And honestly, one that we have kicked around and we had to kick around this year. Because if you pick up, pick up the magazine, you will notice there are new things. For example, Sam Houston is now a full-fledged FBS program. And as a result, in the magazine, that means you get five pages. You get five pages in the magazine. That's a hard and fast rule. Texas, the Longhorns get five pages. The Aggies get five pages. And now Sam Houston gets five pages. If you're an FBS program, you get five pages. Well, that is – we have to find four pages. We have to go and move some things around. Uh, uh, and, and then, by the way, on the horizon, the uh, uh, UTRGV is coming very soon. They will require a page. And so things have to have to be moved around. We did consider briefly going up in, uh, in, in, in size. You do have to, not to get too far into the nitty-gritty of printing magazines, but you have to, uh, you can only increase by, ma- uh, by numbers of 16 
Uh, you can uh, that's uh, what's called a signature. And so we would be going up to 416 pages. We've thought about it. We've held off for now. But there is, does come a point where it kind of uh, there's there's too much football to fit into. 400 pages. So it's something we've certainly considered. Right now, we like the 400 pages, not only because it's clean and easy to remember, uh, but also just because we feel like it's the adequate amount of room uh, for what we're trying to do. Um, but for example, there were things that had to get cut. This year, I'm sad to say, there is no NFL section. There is no Cowboys preview. There's no Texas wow. preview. It was, that is that is you can blame Sam Houston. <laughs> that is uh, that we, we had to we had to cut it because you know kind of in our research and it was part one of the things that our, our our readers kind of value the least in the magazine. So we decided to cut it this year, um, and it was it was a, a conscious effort to to make room for other things that we know that that our readers are going to desire. So right now we're sitting at four hundred pages. Um, that I, I would be remiss to say that's a forever thing, but we like where we're at, and we feel like we've got enough wiggle room to make what we need to happen happen within those 400 pages. I, I feel like you just answered my next question. Certainly, I know how you mm-hmm. feel about this as the way that I feel about this. You were not going to cut any high school pages to make sure this thing no. met 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 the number. No. No, absolutely that was that was that was a a no a no go cuz we are already I want to say, boy, I have this thing remembered. I want to say right now, if you were to get real nitty-gritty, I think there's 196 college pages, college and recruiting pages, and there's 204 uh, you know, high school pages. That also includes index and records and stuff. So there's a lot of nitty-gritty back there. But no, for us, the, the high school is in many respects a lot of the heartbeat of our magazine and, and why people uh, pick up and why, people, why a lot of people fell in love with our magazine. We're cognizant of that. We're conscious of that. And, and so if we were to ever trim that 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 kind of space we would be uh we would really i think we'd take it on the chin Uh, people people want that and people you know we already you know make uh make do with what we've got with kind of making sure we get uh, every name in the magazine one thing that we do for example we, we if you're unfamiliar with the process of how we get a high school preview in uh let's just say that hank carter from lake travis he'll send in his questionnaire we're sending the questionnaire to every coach in the state that gives us a lot of the nitty-gritty information heights weight in 40s you know how many lettermen you lost from last year things like that we like to follow up with coach carter uh and, and maybe get a little bit more color in, in what they're doing but then we write up the preview obviously whenever you get that preview back from a writer, it goes through a little bit of an editing process, but there are going to be places where we have to trim Uh, my edict. And I know this is an edict of of Dave Campbell as well. And and I'm just following his lead is we never, if if a coach submits a name, we're never going to trim a name. Uh, If a coach wants a player in there, we're going to make sure his name is reflected in there. Well, we, we will not cut a name under any circumstances. We might cut, Everything around it, he may not get his height and weight in there, you know, and we may have to, that may cost us a little bit of a note section or something like that, but that's really important because for, for me, and I know you hear this a lot, that is where player, you know, players and folks around the state feel like they're immortalized, and, and we want to make sure we offer that to them. So um, with these swelling schools, now with more than 1,500 of them, we're getting more and more private school participation in the magazine, which is great. Um, we were cutting the high school size uh, is is uh, in my opinion right now here on you know June twenty first twenty twenty three that's a non starter for me uh, the, the high school uh, has to have the space to breathe and, and and to celebrate the sport as it's meant to be celebrated as, as we say in my feature in the first hour of the program every day inconceivable that it, that it would be happening inconceivable it's exactly right yeah uh, visiting with uh, Greg Tepper managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine uh, you, you mentioned about how. Uh, 
Uh, Dave wanted it, uh, the late uh, great Dave Campbell. I, I read uh, the the editor-in-chief, uh, the letter from the editor, and, of course, Dave is still immortalized as editor-in-chief. You're the managing editor. But, but was it um, a, a different kind of experience for you writing the letter from the editor? Because we were so used to seeing Dave do it all those years. And then, of course, it was a memorial tribute to him last year. So was it was it different for you? I read what you wrote, but did it was it was it uh, kind of odd for you writing that particular piece for that particular space for the magazine? Oh, it sucked. It was awful. I I, I got to be honest with you. You know uh, that was, and it's something I had been. It was the last thing I wrote. Dead dead serious. I wrote the I wrote the regional samples feature for the for the for our, our high school feature in the magazine. I wrote all the other things I had to write, and I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off because I didn't want to do it. Because and not because uh, it's not important. It's obviously very very important, and it's 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 a part of our legacy. But because and I write that in the magazine, like that's not a space that belongs to me. <laughs> like that as for 63, 62 years in a row, only one person ever wrote in that space. One person, and his name's on the front of the stinking magazine. Um, and and so, yeah, w- when it came time to do it, like, I just sat down, and it just felt like you have fire ants in your guts. I mean, it just, it, it just, it hurts. You don't want to do it, because what, it, what you want to make sure you're doing in a situation like that, in my opinion, is I can't go out there and pretend to be Dave Campbell, because I'm never going to measure up to that. You know, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna to, to take over his spot, and yet here I do, here I have to step into that role and, and write that. So all I tried to do was kind of tell people how I felt about it and how I felt about about writing in that space because it's complicated and, it's, and there's a lot of emotions that go into it because that is that is in our opinion here at the magazine that's hallowed ground uh, and 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 it had to be done by somebody and everybody more or less just kind of pointed at me <laughs> so I did it, uh, but it's 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 an honor, uh, it's a privilege. Uh, it's not something that, uh, you know, it's, it's something that I take a lot of pride in, but at the same time, it's, I can't say that it was a particularly pleasant experience because it was just, it, it, it just brought up all these emotions and, and, and there's a lot of weight that comes along with it. There's a lot of gravity in, in those page in that page. And so writing, it was, uh, was tough. It was, a, it was a, uh, it was an emotional experience. I'll say that. And um, I'm uh, I'm glad I don't have to do it again until next year. Although hopefully next year, now that I've done it once, it'll be a little, be a little bit easier. But but I'll admit the first time, you know, being the first person besides Dave Campbell to write on that page is uh, is a, a a humbling and um and and deeply touching and affecting experience because it is it does that is for us a spot of of, of honor and and I want to make sure that. I'm not trying to just do a Dave Campbell impression and just trying to be myself. Well, I think you did a good job with that portion. The the other the other thing that we always talk about because it's always one of the the hot button topics of this publication every year is the cover uh, the cover boy, the cover man, that sort of thing. And I thought, mm-hmm. and I think the magazine's done a great job, you guys, with having uh, a cover story of a coach. And then on the inside fold, it might be a player, it might be a coach. In this case, uh, mm-hmm. it's Sonny Dykes on the cover. And then on the inside fold, it's Reginald Samples. Was this year one of the, if not the easiest year, to make the call on that? Because I know sometimes it's a real wailing and gnashing of teeth as to mm-hmm. who you're going to go with on the cover. Was this one of the easier years, if not the easiest year, to make that call? Uh, so 
certainly on the on the main cover on on TCU. I think that there's no doubt about that they were the number one story of Texas. That's the program that everybody's talking about with uh, the run to the college football national championship last year. Um, and and what I thought was interesting, you know, I'll tell you that we we kind of settled on TCU, but then we kind of had to wait and and see who was going to be there. And and obviously they get get crushed by graduation and early entry into the NFL draft, and and, and rightfully so. Uh, so we would have, you know, it, it would have been a situation where if Quentin Johnston were there, we would certainly would have thought about Quentin Johnston. Uh, if, if Max Duggan were there, we certainly would have thought about Max Duggan, even though he's not a Texan, right? We haven't had a non-Texan. Boy, I looked this up. It was back in the 90s. We had somebody who was not from from originally born in Texas, uh, who didn't play Texas high school football, rather, um, on the cover. Uh, we would have thought about that. Uh, but in the end, you know, we always had Sonny Dykes in the back of our mind. And Sonny Dykes, uh, to me, is such a remarkable story on this, uh, on this. And I hope you'll read Mike Craven's uh, main feature about it, because the story is, is a lot of about Sonny Dykes getting to be Sonny Dykes. Because for a lot of his career, he's kind of been defined by who he's not. Uh, he, when, when he went off to Cal, uh, I think, and, and, and it just kind of blew up in his face and just didn't work at Cal. I think there's just a lot of talk about, oh, well, you know, he's not his dad. Yeah, he's, not, he's not Spike Dykes. Of course, 1990 cover boy for us. Uh, he's not Spike Dykes. Then we go to TCU. Everyone's like, well, you know, he's not Gary Patterson. Uh, he's in the shadows in many respects of all of these, all of these giants. And now he, be, he does something that none of them ever did, right? None of them ever took the team to a national championship game. Uh, he's the first coach in Texas to take a team to the college football playoff, let alone the college football playoff national championship. And so uh, it's a remarkable story, I think, about a guy kind of finding his way and doing it his way uh, and, and, and stepping into the spotlight. On the Gatefold feature with, with Reginald Samples, that was one where we, we talked about a few different topics uh, there in the high school. Because, of course, with high school, there's, there's always so many different storylines, so many different interesting places that you could go. Uh, we ended up, uh, you know, we, we landed on the Reginald Samples really because it does feel like a long time coming. You know, here's the eighth winningest coach in Texas high school football history, and a guy who a lot of his career, despite all of these wins and despite all of these um, accolades that he's had, really, in a lot of ways, his, his story has been one of heartbreak. I mean, uh, people, of course, know the 2018 Hail Mary. He's on, a, he's on the business end of that against North Shore. 2019, where they're cruising towards the state, uh, state championship before Jaquin and Jackson gets injured. He tells me in the magazine, he says, there's no doubt we would have won that, that state championship if Jaquin and Jackson doesn't get hurt. I tend to agree, honestly. Uh, and then in 2021, I think another one that people forget, uh, 2021, I thought they were heavy favorites over – Duncan was heavy favorites over North Shore. Going against a freshman quarterback – and they end up kind of, uh, in, in, quite frankly, spitting the bit and not coming up uh, with the place. But people also forget 2004, his first trip to a state championship, oh, yeah. where he takes Dallas Lincoln to overtime, and he goes and they end up getting a blocked field goal returned for a game-winning touchdown in overtime to lose that one, an all-time heartbreak. And so to finally get that state championship, I think, was worth kind of immortalizing on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas football. He, he did also talk, I'll, I'll ruin one thing in the, in, in the, the Rachel Samples feature that I wrote. I talked with him, I went to his office, we talked two and a half hours. The man could talk, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we talked about 2004. We talked about, about Kilgore and stuff. And I don't know if he's ever told anybody this, but he said that it was fourth down and it was on their possession of overtime. And it was like fourth and two. And he had an assistant coach come up to him and say, Coach, we can get this. Let's go get it. Let's go, let's go for it. Let's go for it. And he says, you know, and I really regret 
playing it conservative and lining up the field goal. But that was a safe play. It was my first state championship and a safe play. I wanted to do that. Of course, the rest is history. Block return for a game-winning field goal for Kilgore. The man who told him to go for it was Jason Todd, mm. head coach South Oak Cliff, and <laughs> who, of course, was on the cover last year and who, in many respects, if you look across his coaching legacy, has been one of being very aggressive and going for it. It was a, a remarkable little tidbit, I thought, of that uh, there in, in talking with Coach Sample. Did, did, did Reggie talk about he had a pretty good running back who was a pretty decent basketball player named Byron Eton who went on Oklahoma State <laughs> on that team? Uh, yeah, he was he, – he, that, that 2004 team, it, it really does get forgotten. But they, that team was so, so special. And, and again, one play away, one fingertip away from, from potentially winning a Dallas ISD – championship by the way byron eton's kid is now tearing it up in dallas isd if that one if you want to feel old wow wow uh visiting with greg (laughs) tapper managing editor dave campbell's texas football magazine uh you wrote the 6a preview uh it's it certainly seems logical to have duncanville number one in the state for folks in these parts Mm -hmm. you want to know you've got westlake four you got vandegrift seven lake travis Mm -hmm. 11 in the present dripping springs uh, at 23, uh, and then I see uh, Round Rock at 35 in uh, the schools mm-hmm. from the area. How about your thoughts on on your 6A preseason? Yeah, I think it's a lot of chalk here. You know, you look at Westlake, uh, Jack Kaiser back in the fold. Uh, they bring back, uh, you know, they, they do have to do some reloading on the defensive side, but it, it's, you know, it's Tony Salazar. It's one of those things you go, okay, he'll figure it out. I'm not worried about the, the Westlake defense. Lynn Travis is really interesting. I think that this is a year that the that the Cavaliers could have a nice resurgent year after what I think everyone around uh, that part of the world would classify as a, as a, a lackluster 2022 season. But they, they paid their dues. I think they're going to be really strong up front. Uh, you know, their offensive line and that, that front seven, I think with Marcus Boss, as well it has a chance to be really really good and then Caden Leone of course back at the quarterback spot I think that they're going to be pretty solid the team that I'm really interested in is Vandergrift uh the team of course that that ran to a, a remarkable state championship berth last year and they are um better this year uh they're gonna be really good and and it's not just because of some of the players they have back like Miles Coleman who's our 6A cover boy in the magazine who is just a, a little, a little bolt of dynamite there. I mean, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. But but they, they add in a guy in Deuce Adams, the quarterback from from New Braunfels Canyon, who transfers along with his brother Eli over to take over at the quarterback spot. I think he's going to give them an element offensively that maybe they didn't have last year. And I think Vandergrift, especially offensively, has a chance to be really, really good. A lot of that is going to be how much that defense, which was was you know they they kind of outscored their problems a lot last. How much of a step that defense can make going into 2023? But, but I think Vandergrift has a chance to be really, really special. And I would keep an eye on Dripping Springs as well. I think there's going to be this idea that oh, you know, Dripping Springs they lose that superstar quarterback. Uh, you know, they're they're going to have to go and and, and fight. You know, they're, they're going to take a step back. I don't think that's necessarily written in stone. I think they have an opportunity to make some noise, especially because a lot of the other pieces around the quarterback spot return. So I think Dripping Springs has a chance to be really special. You uh you have plenty of uh, sunscreen and uh, water and uh, don't you, you guys carry awnings and canopies down to College Station? That's a smart move. You guys still do that, right? Yeah, we try to stay out of the sun as much as possible, and and it's 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 amazing whenever you look at the you look at the weather and you're like, oh, it's only going to be ninety eight. Like how great, <laughs> but it's like ninety eight with like a forty cooling trend. Too. I don't, 
I don't know why we do this, but uh, <laughs> but it'll be fun. We'll be out there. It's it's it, the reason we do it is football is better than no football, and we're all just kind of we're all we're all anxious for it. So it should be a fun fun weekend down there in College Station. Uh, I'll say that after I take a shower. I, I can't tell you how happy I am that the magazines arrive before I leave town on Friday for vacation. So I've my vacation is oh, is, yeah. is now set up there. He's Greg Tepper, managing editor, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and uh, you uh, you definitely uh, you can uh, order. They go to you, you guys got your uh, you got your subscription thing still going on at texasfootball.com, correct? Mm-hmm. You go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe. It makes a great gift if you missed Father's Day, which was Sunday. Uh, if you missed Father's Day, it makes a great gift. And also, this year, we have added in, we've looped in, you not only get the magazines and you get our, our content, but you also get Texan Live, our streaming platform. So we get, you get hundreds and hundreds of Texas high school football games, including all the Lake Travis games. You get them, you can stream them, for, you can stream them on texanlive.com. Uh, if you go, if you subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Heck of a deal. Hey, Tap, appreciate it. Thanks for the time. I will uh, see you in Houston at coaching school. Looking forward to it, partner. All right, thanks. Take care. That's uh, Greg Tepper, managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine.